0: And welcome to the Destinate NZ show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And today we're talking business awards. Yes, because we haven't covered them off enough in the last (laughs) (laughs) weeks. Well, we thought we'd go a little bit different today, Chambers. So firstly, welcome in to all of the listeners that are tuning in today. And hopefully you've really enjoyed the series that we've done on the New Zealand Tourism Awards. But we've had a few people reach out and say, hey, look, it'd be great to get some tips on how we can enter these awards we're thinking that we'd love to enter next year and so we thought we'd do that and help them
1: yeah absolutely yeah it's been great learning about who the finalists are and and what they've put forward to achieve the finalist position but yeah how do you become a finalist yeah exactly
0: so hopefully we'll have some tips but firstly Let's chat about the news from the last week. Oh my goodness, what a week it has been since our
1: last episode. So much oh my going goodness. on. So much going on. So much going on. And it was quite ironic about one of the big pieces of information that came on, because we had Brian Westwood about a year ago on this show. We did. Having a podcast and talking about his different strategies and his green and his amber and his red. And yes, and unfortunately, we have since learned the YHA New Zealand is looking to close its 11 hostels and the network, but the independent YHA hostels will remain. Yeah, really sad news, hey, and you think
0: about it, like YHA has been around for 90 years. And I think I wrote on somebody's LinkedIn profile message last week to say if a business that's 90 years old can't survive this and one that's a not for profit as well. It's so tough out there for our industry and I really, really can't understand how the government didn't get involved in this and of course I don't know you may know a little bit more I don't know what's happened behind the scenes but from what I can gather YHA exhausted every possibility to try Mm -hmm. and keep the business afloat but it just hasn't worked and it's a huge part of our infrastructure for that youth market which is so important to
1: our recovery when we do start opening up. Absolutely Brian said they're one of the most resilient markets which I totally believe they are Mm. and they, they service multiple different facets for our industry and our other industries, because as we know, they come over on working holiday visas and they support the agriculture industry and this YHA was the network they would arrive into the country, they would get their IRD numbers sorted, they would get their bank accounts sorted in Auckland and then they would set off on their journeys and go and travel around New Zealand for a year Mm. or two. It's not even three weeks, we're talking like two years they would spend in this country and really make it home and give back to those communities that they lived in. So it's huge and of course it's not the first of that sector to close its doors as we well know and mm-hmm. we saw a few earlier on in uh, the piece disappearing unfortunately but yeah i'm with you michelle i read the same thing they exhausted every line and every opportunity they possibly could and yeah how sad that the government didn't step in and, and help in some way and possibly because it was not for profit may have well been their downfall to a degree Yeah, potentially. I just hope that somebody
0: steps in and is able to take over that infrastructure and that we don't lose it completely and that somebody may be able to come in. And I know there's been a lot of movement in that space and acquisitions and mergers happening. So, Let's keep our fingers crossed crossed. and yeah, yeah, big shout out to all the team that have been affected because it is a lot of people that have been affected and I'm sure that they will hopefully pick up some work, whether it's in tourism or not, but hopefully we will have all those stuff come back to tourism at some
1: point. We definitely know there's people crying out there for workers, so hopefully they're willing to maybe move and go to the areas that are really struggling to fill some roles and and they'll have another exciting adventure be it one that they weren't planning but yeah
0: anyway. exactly and it was rather ironic that that yha announcement came out on the same day that we finally got Quite. a bit of a plan i use plan with inverted commas <laughs> because I, I yes there were dates and okay we've been asking for dates since march last year and that's all we wanted to see and we've got that but I did write a blog post on my website last week because I'm just not quite sure that this is the silver bullet that we were looking for as an industry. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think I remember hearing about borders opening April the 30th and just doing a wee dance in the office and telling the team. And I was really excited only for, I think, stuff headline then popped up on my phone and kind of Mm. explained that they still had to isolate for seven days. I was like, what? how did I get it so wrong? I got so excited I know I know
0: and look I think where it is good it's great for VFR my Uh, sister-in-law has already booked her flight home for I think it's late March so they're happy to isolate for seven days because of course the rules are that they can isolate they could essentially come and stay with us and isolate with us we can still come and go they just need to stay at home so I'm not sure what they're planning on doing but they are coming home for a month from the UK which is great I'm hoping I can get to Australia I'm just waiting on Queensland to announce what they're doing um, in in terms of welcoming back internationals or people from overseas because I I have still got my Australian passport but I just worry, and I mentioned in my blog that the Aussie market is only about an average, it's just over nine nights stay or nine mm. days stay, so they're not going to spend seven of those days in a hotel room. So. Mm. It's, no, it's a I bit not. of a worry coming in, particularly as it's not happening until the end of April. So, by that time, we would have liked to see a huge chunk of that early bird ski market booked mm-hmm. in for the winter. So, mm-hmm. when you look at our ski regions that rely on and have missed that Australian business for the last two years, you've got to hope that something happens and changes in that space. It just seems to me a little bit crazy that from the 17th of January, unvaccinated Aucklanders are free to travel around the country, and yet double-vaxxed, negative-tested internationals can't.
1: From countries that are deemed relatively safe, right? Yeah. And like we've seen in MIQ with the studies, that there hasn't been any um, cases coming over from Australia anyhow with the vaccinated people arriving. So, yeah, it's all a bit... um, typical of this government I have to say and I know that's kind of tongue-in-cheek I feel like yep they've done a great thing great job in looking after the health system and keeping us safe and the little amount of deaths but honestly the planning and the structure around the plans Mm. and the information around that plans is so vague it's just yeah I, I just we just keep holding out until the next day or the next couple of days when there's going to be another announcement with more information before we make a decision on anything yeah
0: and and that's actually a nice little segue into the next point i was going to make because tomorrow we see the start of our traffic light system
1: yes and of course I, I
0: know there's some webinars going on at the moment, but there's a lot of confusion out there, particularly for our industry, because we haven't been mandated to have to be vaccinated like the cafes have been and hairdressers and other industries. But a lot of us do operate in fairly close quarters. And I know that that's up to us as individual businesses to say This is the choice that we're making to keep our team safe and I know there are a lot of tourism businesses looking to do that, but it's actually quite challenging for businesses isn't it I I don't know how you've been finding it you've got businesses all over the South Island that you're looking after I mean what's the plan for you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, we're considered a close contact business in all of our business, reality Mm -hmm. is. And so how that actually, you know, there are some guidelines around that, but really delving into them. We only got that late on Friday and obviously we've workshopped through that on as a senior management team on Monday. But it was really Monday we're workshopping it and as we're talking now, tomorrow... Is going to be, the traffic light yes. system is really last minute and it's really unfavorable for the staff. The other problem we've noticed is other companies jumping the gun and expecting us to have the same reply back. And mm-hmm. we're saying, no, we're, we're going to wait. We wanted yep. to wait until we had all the information to make our call. And... Really, interestingly enough, so for instance, for us, one of our dilemmas was the fact that a helicopter, you could technically argue, is the same thing as a taxi, right? Yeah. So can you therefore take unvaccinated people because you've got a driver in the front, there's a big gap, almost a metre gap between the left-hand seat in the front, you've probably got less of a gap in the back back seat to the part alert. So yeah, there's all those kind of things that Mm. we've had to workshop through and get our heads round because... I don't feel totally comfortable disqualifying different sets of people. It's not something we're used to doing. We've always been very, you know, our industry is about accepting everybody. And inclusion. Um, Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I've really, I have to be honest, on my own personal level, I've really struggled with having to make a choice and segregate people because that is something I've, I've never liked doing. I never wanted to do. And so. Yeah it's been really hard and there's all parts of an a tourism industry that you have to consider you know yeah there's the front of house and the people that engage with the customers but then like in my case we've got engineers that are out mm. the back and and don't necessarily have contact with the customers and so therefore do we put them in a different place and do they have to have their own bathrooms mm-hmm. and Wow, Gosh, it's it a lot of workshopping, I can tell you.
0: Yeah, a lot to work through, isn't it? Well, yeah. here's hoping that it all goes smoothly once it kicks in tomorrow and, yeah, that travellers can get out and start travelling. I know Auckland's still got a couple of, we- what, a week away, 15th of December they're allowed to get out and I know the rest of the country is so excited to welcome back Auckland and I know there's a lot of us from outside of Auckland really keen to actually get back to Auckland and have a look which I'm sure Auckland are looking forward to as well so
1: well we have a beautiful hotel we have to check out that we're going to talk about in a week's time yeah we
0: we do we do (laughs) anyway let's get back to our tips on how to win a business award so I've worked through this list based off some of the experiences that I've had entering and, and winning awards but I haven't just done it off my own back. I've also consulted with some judges and organizers of awards and not just tourism awards. We're talking business awards here in general. So things like the Chamber of Commerce Awards, you've got marketing awards, obviously the tourism awards we've just spent so many weeks talking about, but there are multitudes of awards that businesses can enter. So we have tried to tap in to as many resources as we could to build this list for you and um, hopefully you'll get some value out of it because business awards are not only a great way to achieve exposure for your business but it's a great opportunity and from what I've found in the past is to really reflect on your achievements and
1: celebrate your successes as you share them with a broader group of people yeah absolutely I totally agree with you there Michelle and also I think I think the process of going for an award needs to start earlier rather than later. For me, having been through such awards and even submitting for the previous TIA awards that we just interviewed all the finalists for, it can be if you decide to go for an award when the awards open you're going to go back retrospectively and that's not the best way to do it, right? Yeah. Let's start with our tips, I reckon, and really delve into what we believe is the proper plan of getting ready for an award.
0: Yeah, and now that the Tourism Awards have finished, it's a great time because hopefully, we're not sure how long they keep the categories and the criteria up on their website, but as we're recording this, it is still there. So if you are interested in grabbing the criteria for the Tourism Awards and you want to enter those, go in there and do that now. But the first thing that I always recommend for people to do is start with a plan. And when I yep. say a plan, I actually mean a business plan, mm-hmm. not a tourism awards plan, not a <laughs> like, And I know. Well, obviously we need to talk about that as well, but if you can sit back and I bang on and on about business plans and most of my business that I do is helping businesses write business plans but this is you're setting out your short medium and long-term goals and you're also setting yourself weekly monthly quarterly objectives so that helps you achieve your goal and it gives you a focus for the coming year Mm -hmm. so When you think about tourism awards, well, what's your plan got to do with tourism awards? Well, it's really easy to get distracted away from your plan by starting to enter awards everywhere. And if they're not aligned with your focus and your purpose for that year, you're going to come unstuck really quickly because you want to get this done which is in your business plan but you're heading off on another path down the road going oh no let's just focus on something else because that looks like a really
1: cool award and we'd love to win it so yeah (laughs) yes yes great and very easily done though you know yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, absolutely plenty have done that before but yeah Yep. You're right, Michelle. You're a great person to assist with plans. I know because you've helped us with ours on many occasions. So yep. Starting with a plan is definitely key and starting early, right? Yes. You know, so That's, right, we that's my step.
0: number two step.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So as you just said, Chambers, don't wait until the announcements come out to start the process because there are a lot of work And it's not just one person in your team that can do these awards. So I almost suggest you start a year out. So have a look at the awards, identify which ones fit with the objectives that you're trying to achieve this year and check out the categories, check out the criteria. Most of that is publicly available to Mm -hmm. you. So download it quite often. Most of the awards don't change much from year to year you might see a little bit of a tweaking in the categories but generally speaking if you're looking at chamber of commerce awards even the tourism awards i know they've dropped a couple of the awards this year just because of the year that it's been but generally speaking the categories are fairly consistent
1: Mm -hmm. And if they're not consistent, it's because they may have added one in because it's more relevant as opposed to, yeah, and taken one away like they have this year because it's irrelevant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember years ago when I was working with Naitahu Tourism and we entered the Waikato Chamber of Commerce Business Excellence Awards and we entered under the tourism and hospitality sector category and they called us and wanted to interview us for the ACC Workplace Safety Award because oh, wow. all of the work and I guess the information that we put into that Tourism and Hospitality Award, they recognised as excellence in workplace safety and we actually went through and I can't remember if we won that. I think we did win that award. I <laughs> okay, think we so definitely won the Tourism and Hospitality and I think we did win the Workplace Safety because there were a couple of businesses that had won multiple awards and we kind of hoped that we'd pick up the Supreme, but we definitely didn't win that one. <laughs> yeah. (laughs)
1: but it's true so you know good on them for phoning you and interviewing you for another category because they felt a bit better that doesn't normally happen
0: no no I would say that's very rare that's the only time that that has happened but that was an awards process that was very robust in terms of judges came and spent nearly a day in our business and wanted to see everything so it wasn't just the words that you put on a page and you submit to be
1: judged on Right now your next point I'm assuming you're choosing one or two categories to target maximum this is per award that you're going for is that correct in terms of if you're going for the TIA awards only choose two categories if you're going for.
0: Yeah yeah I think so yeah definitely I'd suggest that if you want to have a year of entering awards because generally speaking I've always felt For me, I like to sort of put my hand on my heart and say, have I achieved something really great Mm -hmm. in the last 12 months to celebrate Mm -hmm. with these awards?
1: Yeah, right? Absolutely. So
0: if you have had a cranking year, you've got something new, you've created Buzz, a really cool campaign, and you want to celebrate that by all means going into every award yeah. <laughs> that fits that category. But I think from a, a focus perspective, it would look pretty strange if you entered for the TIA awards, if you said, right, I'm going to enter the, the employer of choice, I'm going to enter the conservation award, I'm going to enter the Business over six million dollars award. I'm going to enter the sustainability yeah, 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 or environment yeah, totally. award. So and it's it's a lot of work, as I said. So I think if you can sort of say, right, our focus is two categories, let's go for that maximum, or just pick your best one, pick your winners. Yeah. Yep. Because otherwise you spread yourself too thin. And like we're in this to win it, right? We
1: do want yeah. to win. <laughs> Absolutely. Not just being a finalist. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the next point um, that I wanted to make was getting your team involved. So I know Chambers you've been um, involved with your entering awards for your company. And so, you know, this better than anybody, but once you've decided what categories you want to enter, build a team Mm -hmm. around you in your business, because there is no way a lot of the time. So my I guess my experience a lot of the time the awards came back to the marketing team. (laughs) I
1: think that's just I don't know maybe we're good at talking. Who knows? (laughs) Well, they see an award. Well, I think the awards are seen as a marketing tool, right? So therefore they put it but it's not that well it is a marketing tool but it's not it doesn't necessarily rest on the marketing team
0: no it doesn't and if you're entering an environment award for example very I mean the marketing team will be aware of what's going on in the business but they're not the ones reporting on it and actually doing the work and
1: seeing the results so you hope not
0: (laughs) businesses at the moment they probably are to be yeah,
1: waste <laughs> but, management and writing yes. news releases at the same time yeah
0: okay. <laughs> yeah but you need an all-of-business approach so start early have a look as I said have a look at the criteria that was there this year and start Mm -hmm. to set yourself some goals so every month you have a little bit of a working party to say okay this is why we want to enter the environment award, for example so we're going Mm -hmm. to achieve this this and this and every month you report on it and you start gathering that data because you need results to enter these awards
1: and be successful and that's a really good point that is your evidence when yeah. you do enter the awards and we'll come to that point a bit later on down but yeah
0: yeah, yeah absolutely so next up and this mm-hmm. is really basic but read the questions
1: yes and don't just read it once you yep. did like 10 times and make really?
0: sure, go back and make sure you're answering the questions. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. how many times I've seen businesses just give this blurb of this is who we are, this is what we do, but they haven't actually answered the question. Of, yeah. What, tell us about yourself and why you should win. Well, they do the tell us about yourself, but but they haven't been able to articulate why they should win. And that's really important that you're reading those questions and all over it,
1: and sometimes, Michelle, like you've done for for me before, it's sometimes it's really good to get an outside perspective to come and read those answers that you're putting in place because they will be looking at it with fresh eyes and trying to understand. They'll be trying to find the answer to that question, mm. and so therefore they will give you clarity on whether you've actually answered it correctly or you're not answering it at all because. They're not writing it writing it to win. Exactly. Yeah, well, sure you have got the answer there.
0: Yeah, because sometimes when you're so involved in it, you know in your head what you've done, but you yeah. haven't necessarily <laughs> put it down on a piece of paper to tell the judges what you've been doing. So, yeah, we just, yeah. yeah, we
1: expect them to be mind readers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. What do you mean you don't understand? understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. And then I thought the next one is around being concise. Correct. And this is something that we talk a lot, so I probably struggle with a little bit, but most <laughs> business awards will give you a word limit. So I always say be very concise and ensure that the most powerful results and outcomes are the ones that you express. And yeah. I think it's always best to start with
1: bullet points and then flesh out yep. from there. Yeah, absolutely. And don't flesh it out for the sake of fleshing it out. If, yeah. if you can get your point across... Um, And articulate it in less words than they tell you to. Perfect.
0: Yep. Exactly. So it's always easier to just drop bullet points and flesh out than trying to create a big essay and then have to cull it down. Because once you've written that essay, that's almost what you want it to say. And it's really hard to take out a couple of hundred words if you need to. So, yeah, start. I always suggest start with bullet points and flesh out from there.
1: Absolutely, great point.
0: Yeah. So where do we go then? Okay. So what are we up to? We've started with a plan. We've We've started started early. early. We've chosen maximum of two categories on each award category.
1: We've got our team team involved. Yep. Yep. We've read read the the questions, questions. (laughs) (laughs) and we've tried to make sure we're being concise.
0: Yes, exactly. So number seven, share real results. And again, it all ties in nicely. We've talked (laughs) about getting your team involved. We've talked about having little monthly updates. But stories are great. But what's going to win you an award is proven results. Absolutely. Yep. And the judges want to see not only what you've done but they want to see how you've done it and the difference that that's made either to your business, your community, the environment or whatever category
1: you're going for. Yep, it's it is results driven. At the end of the day, that's what you want the award for, right? You want the result to be that you've won. Yep. You therefore have to share your results. Yep. Which means collecting them, which is why having a team and having monthly updates allows you to collect those results, keeping them safe, ready for when you go for your award application
0: yeah and keeping them over time as well Mm. so it's not just saying this month we've had a great month you've actually you can demonstrate that over the last three years we set this as one of our goals and this is what we've done along the way and this is the outcome of setting that goal so i think that's really important so why are you successful why are you the best in this category it's no time to be humble and this (laughs) this question if you don't celebrate your success well the judges certainly aren't going to either
1: yeah quite absolutely
0: (laughs) i mean back to what you were talking about before chambers Proof, proof 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 yep so this is where you get others to proof read your work, explain yep. your answers back to you, ask for honest feedback to make sure you're answering every part of the question and there's no spelling mistakes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you check again and then you check again and then yep. you check again. Yes. Yep.
0: Not like me. I put a, a blog post out the other day and I've, read it back later in the day and found two mistakes in it and honestly I was mortified I don't (laughs) normally do that that is something that I usually pride myself in but I think because it was a blog post about the border opening I typed it really quickly into my website instead of putting it into a word document
1: (laughs) and and double checking it it before so yes very free And very easily done, right? We are busy and and right now we're probably doing multiple roles and it is, we've got a lot of pressure on us in this industry. So just taking that extra 15 minutes. And another good thing to do is proof it, put it aside, go do something else for half an hour and come back and proof it again with fresh eyes yeah because it really does make a difference exactly like you said with your blog post you typed it in hurriedly you would have scanned over it thought it was perfect and then you've come back later to read it and gone oh my goodness I just missed those two mistakes very very easily done so yeah proof 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 give it to other people to look at and come come back at different times to read over it again
0: yeah yeah definitely and then my final tip is don't expect to win the first time and <laughs> yeah. I know this is a real sort of a little bit of a downer on what we've just been talking about because it is about winning but and I don't know if it's just me Chambers but I learned pretty early on in my career that you rarely win an
1: award in the first attempt application yeah yeah agreed no absolutely agreed mm. yep I think It is a learning curve, like here we've given you the tips, hopefully if you follow them it's really going to help you and at least get you to finalist stage but some of these people that or some of the finalists that you're up against will have been applying for wards for years, and over that very same category for years and years so they have lots of evidence they have they've proofed this a hundred thousand times before they've had lots of feedback from judges in that process as well yeah correct correct and that is actually vital to get that feedback back every time regardless of whether you get to finalist status or whether you don't even make to finalist get that feedback hear what you did wrong and don't kick yourself over it learn from it Yeah. And apply it for the next time you go in for an application.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, look, I've got no hard data at all on that. I'd love for that to be released, but that is just something that as you talk to people in the industry who have applied for different awards and I've applied for lots of different awards, it has been very rare. That's not to say that you can't win on your first attempt, and if no. you do follow these tips that we've given you today, we hope that you will get a lot further down the the chain, but yeah, we just want to put that in there. Don't be disappointed if at your first heard you don't win you've got plenty of time to come back next year the year after and keep going
1: and absolutely and you know what I know that when we first applied for awards and in fact even just even the last time we applied for awards we've got outside help to help us with that you know sometimes we don't have the best skills of writing or being concise or seeing it from another person's point of view so you know reach out Come reach out to Destinate NZ and tell us if you're thinking about applying for an award and, and let us help you with all those tips and help you on that journey because it, it is teamwork, whether it's inside the business or using external bodies to help. There's And there's plenty of people out there that can assist with this. Right, Michelle? yes that is something that i offer funny you <laughs> should ask
0: <laughs> but no in all seriousness if anybody is out there looking for some help drop me a line and happy to have a chat about it because hopefully you found these tips really useful mm-hmm. and so we'll just run over those again we'll start with a business plan start early mm-hmm. choose one or two categories max per awards get your team involved yep read the questions be concise share real results, proofread, 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 (laughs) and don't expect to win the first time.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Best tips ever.
0: Yeah, look, if anybody's out there and you've got some other tips and you've won lots of awards, I know we're interviewing somebody in a couple of weeks' time who's um, very experienced at winning awards, let us know and feel free to share them. We will have a blog on the website about this as well. Mm -hmm. So go to destinatenz.com. You'll see it on the home page. Click into that and you can get a written copy and, yeah, see how you go. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought. And We look forward to hearing from you. Maybe we'll be interviewing you next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely. Hey, so that's the end of today's episode, a little bit shorter and sweeter than what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. I hope everybody's enjoyed that. Please don't forget to leave us a review. If you're on Apple, Five stars would be awesome. Keeps us going. We love to get your feedback. And we're going to be back next week with a very special guest joining us from Australia. We have Cathy Turner, who is the general manager at GoWay joining us. And she's going to give us a bit of an Australian perspective. So Cathy also sits on the board of ATEC over there, which is similar to our Tech NZ Tourism Export Council. So she's going to give us a bit of an overview of what they've been working on throughout this whole pandemic and where Australia's at. Obviously they've got their different States and territories and different rules, but we just thought it'd be really handy now that we've got some dates on borders opening to get that Australian perspective, see what the Aussies are saying. And yeah. So we look forward yeah. to that. So tune in next week, same bat channel seven o'clock Wednesday morning, and we hope you enjoy that
1: show. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking to you, Yeah. All right. Well,
0: have a great week, Chambers, and we'll talk to you then.
1: Yep. Cocktail.